hello to uh, a second episode of the Murder GP Jumpstart podcast with me, Rob, and AC. Hello, everyone. It's a little bit later than we uh, would have wished. Uh, it's all of 24 hours until the next race um, in Texas. We've just watched the qualifying. Um, but first of all, I think we've got to cover off Argentina. Well, we... You didn't mention that actually right now during the podcast we've got the qualifying of Moto Two. That's true. That's true. We just passed the Moto GP. Uh, it's not that we don't care about Moto Two, but uh, <laughs> but Moto GP is definitely like the most important here. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, the Moto Two, you know, it's it's absolutely bonkers. You can be in tenth um, at the start of a lap and finish leading, or be in twenty fifth position by the end of a lap. There's or your name is Zarko, and you're first anyway. The Moto2 guys, I don't think it matters as much as the qualifying. MotoGP, it's important. Oh, you can't say that. But here you go. Let's start with the MotoGP now. Okay, so Argentina. My God. God damn. That was a mad race. Okay. Think of all the things that led up to it. So we had, well, first of all, Michelin having a bit of a panic because Scott Redding's tyre fell to bits. I mean, who would have thought it? The heaviest rider on the <laughs> the most powerful bike on one of the most demanding tracks on the circuit, and the tyre fell to bits with a new manufacturer. I mean, it wasn't the biggest surprise on the planet, let's face it. Well, the biggest surprise is like Mission didn't go on strike after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um but the flag to flag that they they brought in i don't know do you like that or not i quite find that exciting but i think uh rossi is not flexible enough he should be quicker <laughs> marquez is amazing he's just jumping from back to another bike um but yeah no um i love it it just like it didn't go very well for rossi unfortunately well it's, I, I like the fact ads a little bit of change into the race. It's a little bit different. Um, it adds a new level of chaos, which I quite like. I mean, it, it makes it different. I, I have to admit, I, I do like it, but if every race was like that, I would hate it. It's it's good because it it just mixes things up a little bit. So for Rossi, it didn't work this time. Um, he came in pretty quickly. He changed bikes pretty quickly and just didn't seem to get on with the second bike. For the Ducatis, though, it seemed a little bit unfair because they were just rinsing those tyres, that big, powerful Ducati, rinsing them. And to be able to come in, swap your tyres, well, swap your bike, the new tyres, it just meant they could squeeze out every last little bit of power. I thought it was a little bit too favourable for them. Needless to say, it didn't end particularly well for them, did it? Uh, no, actually, they're still looking for two <laughs> new riders uh, on Ducati. So, yeah, if you are a young rider, uh, beautiful rider, because I think they're quite cute. And Italian, like, and you are an Italian speaker, I think you should apply at Ducati. I, I'd love to have been in the pits when those boys came in with their broken bikes. My God, it must have been crazy. The bosses must have been going wild. You know, guaranteed, second, third place, on the podium, good weekend, everybody's happy. That last corner, all of, what, 15 metres from the line? Yeah. And only 
wipes them out. And from what I can see, he hasn't particularly apologised for it either. I think he did. Yeah, he, he apologised actually to Dovizioso and saying like, thank God, like we're very good friends and nothing's changed. But no, he was actually quite embarrassed about all the situation. That makes sense. But, but bear in mind, both of them are going to be out of a contract by the end of the year. There's all this talk of uh, Lorenzo going over to Ducati. I think that's probably a done deal. Yes. So one of those riders is going to have to go. One of the Andreas. So right now is not the time to be doing stuff like so that. The, they are actually restricted to three riders in the team? No, they can they can pretty much have as many as they want. It's just a matter so, of cost. Yeah. So <laughs> Honda used to have three. Honda, at one point, uh, they had Casey Stoner, who I hope to see this year on a, uh, on a Ducati. Um, and they had Pedrosa, again, the best MotoGP rider to never win a championship. They had Rossi as well or at some point. Premier championship. And uh, they had Davizioso as well. And then they decided that was too expensive. So they had to get rid of one rider. And it was Davizioso who went. They just cut him. So bad blood. But, okay, Iannone, after doing that, can you remember any of his last results? So, Argentina crashed. Qatar. I think for the past two to three races, he hasn't finished one race. Let me go through which them. Which is okay. quite actually so embarrassing. Yeah, I don't have the data, but oh. I think it's quite, <laughs> yeah. it's quite chaotic no, it's, for him. It's funny you say that, because I do. <laughs> you do have the <laughs> So You're better organized than me. So, Argentina, crash. We know that. Qatar, what happened? Didn't finish. I think crashed. Crash, exactly. Let's go back to last year. Last uh, race of the season, Valencia, what happened? Crashed. Crash. Correct, um, so three. Malaysia. Three was the one before that, race 14, what happened? No, he didn't crash. Crash. Did he? Race before that, Phillip Island, Australia, what happened there? Crashed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, he, he crashed into a seagull, but he finished. He came third. <laughs> yeah, he crashed he came third, so he, he did finish one. that one. Then the one before that, Japan? I don't know. Crash. Well, so that's actually a big competition between uh, Crutchlow and Yanone then. Yeah. So it's quite if, very good in terms of crashing. So if you think about it, in the past six race, races, he hasn't finished five of them. And yeah. he's looking for a new contract. That doesn't bode well. He's fast, but those stats don't look too good. too many mistakes, yeah. He's just... As uh, a young guy, young chap, you know, like a bit overexcited, but the whole competition... Um, but yeah. to, but then Vinales is a young guy who's excited and look what he's doing. Yeah, he's much quieter than uh, than Yanone. I mean, he crashed um, in Argentina. He fell off, but he was doing phenomenally well. Like I I can see. So if we if we you know kind of cover what's happening with Lorenzo and Ducati, I can very easily see Vinales slipping into that space in Yamaha. I think that he would be at the top of their list. Uh, I wouldn't say the same, to be honest with you, because I think Vinales did quite well to um, to um, Suzuki. They're a really good team together. I'm not quite sure, actually, like Vinales would be ready to move to Ducati. Uh, to, to Ducati, Yamaha. to Yamaha. Uh, he's so quick, though. 
He's so quick. Like, I could we, see a Dovizioso on Yamaha. I could definitely see him. You think if so? If someone has to be, you know, if they have to get rid of someone in Ducati, could be Dovizioso, Dovizioso will go to Yamaha. Well, you have to think that Rossi and Dovizioso are very good friends. They get on super well, and I think makes life completely easier, you know, like to the <laughs> Yamaha team uh, in terms of training. And I think Dovizioso has got lots of resources. Uh, I could see definitely like the two together on Yamaha, but after it would become a bit too Italian, mm. that's my concern. So, okay, so my feeling is if I had to put money on it, next year, Yamaha will be Rossi, of course, and Vinales. Ducati will be Lorenzo and Davizioso. Suzuki will be Iannone and Alicia Spargaro. Then we've also got the uh, Red Bull KTM team. Um, we know Smith's going there already. I'm pretty sure Zalco's going to go there as yep. well. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'd be very interested to see how well he does. Because some of these boys who've come up, I mean, Vinales is fast, Redding's fast. None of them come in and really mix things up too much. You know, I mean, Marquez, when he came in, he just wiped the floor with everyone. I'm quite surprised, actually, they're keeping Pedrosa in the Honda team. I thought like there would be also like some change there, but no, well, because Pedrosa. Well, we've already talked about it in the last podcast, if you do remember. But you know, like with all you know, like this medical, you know, like health issues that he got, and he hasn't been doing, you know, like he, he hasn't done well, like for the for for the the two first races in 2016. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Like Pedrosa will stay will stay long with Honda. He's he's a good number two. He, he keeps himself nice and quiet. Um, but you don't want a good number two. You want two number one. <laughs> uh, no, but you you know we, we we've had that before when Lorenzo and Rossi were both super fast before Rossi came back to Yamaha. They had a nightmare in the garage because they just hated each other. They both saw themselves as uh, number one, and so they were constantly arguing over who got the best treatment or not. And that doesn't work. You you need a number two. And this is what I think is um, really interesting about whether Lorenzo goes over to Ducati. Because can you imagine, okay, Ducati. Lorenzo, Dovizioso, it won't work. Yeah. They hate each other. But, I mean, like, Dovizioso doesn't have any, like, relationship with Lorenzo. You remember the last race last year. Like, Dovi was helping a bit. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> uh, speculation. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was a two Spaniards okay, let me just give against you, the two Italians. Let me just give you um, an idea. Imagine Ducati. We've got Lorenzo over there. He goes over. He's uh, on one bike. And on the other bike is Iannone. The two biggest princesses in MotoGP. Both battling to be the number one. We're going to see some drama just between those two. That would be incredible. That'd be like a fairy tale. Not for the not for the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be a nightmare. Who's the biggest princess out of the two of them? Between Iannone and Lorenzo. Oh, I would say Lorenzo. So the the Spanish princess but and the Italian is princess. princess. Lorenzo is a queen. He's a drama queen, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And Yanone is the princess. 
disappears a little bit. So, okay, I'm going to give you a question. What have Cal Crutchlow, Laurie Baz, Yoni Hernandez, and Andrea Iannone all got in common? They're crashing a lot. Mm, you're on the right tracks. It's that none of them have finished a race this year. I'm oh, sorry, not one of them has finished a race this year. Um, I'm quite excited to see Crushlow actually tomorrow. Uh, second in the yeah, in the qualification part of quick. the grid. I mean, like first what, second line of yeah, the grid. But, but Carl can do that. He can throw down a fast lap. It's whether yeah, or not. He seems quite confident. Seems yeah. quite happy and excited about the race, and th- it's what they said during like uh, during like um, the the qualifying. It's like he looks quite good. He looks quite relaxed, and it's been a while that we haven't seen Crushlow. You know that that good. But if you were going to measure these riders over who was the fastest over one lap, Crutchlow would always finish higher up than where he does at the moment. But that's not the competition. You've got to finish those races. I mean, you bear in mind that Cal uh, was riding faster than Pedrosa in Argentina. He was doing lap times, smashing Pedrosa. And Pedrosa came third. Cal fell off twice. But to fall off it's twice in a race and still finish with an all right result, I, you've got to admire that. Um, yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, but to fall off twice pick your bike up, hurt the gravel, get back on it, carry on racing, carry on overtaking people. Um, you, you know, you can't argue the guy's not committed. Yep. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Very dangerous track. Also like this uh, this uh, Austin track. Yeah. So longest straight on the circuit. Yeah. It's so kind of a roller coaster as well. You know, going up, downs. It's crazy. But this is one of Marquez's favourites. So um, they've only raced there three times. He's won every single time. And then today after qualifying, it looks like that's going to happen again. He he was just bombing around that circuit. No one was close to it. Lorenzo was was fairly close, actually. Um, But I think Marquez is fairly untouchable. Yeah, it's it's a long track. Um, And I think with that big straight, we're probably going to see some new records in terms of top speed, especially with that Ducati. Yeah, no, sorry, like you had to talk about, you know, like this this track. It's Lorenzo. I don't feel that he's comfortable actually on this uh, on this one. I I feel like he can be very quick, but uh, I feel also like very nervous for some reason. So I don't know if it's because of the bike, because of so we know that it's very you know like the curves are very tight on this track. Uh, I I don't know, but I, if I have to bet again, I I think I was not too good. Oh, the uh, bets. Let me go uh, back to the bets. Okay, <laughs> let me see. Week. Let me see. Right. Uh, no, Rossi was supposed to be first. Marquez was supposed to fall. <laughs> Rossi got lucky with a second place, and uh, and Marquez was absolutely splendid. Mm, yes. uh, actually, in Podovizio, so God, he's done so well. So you said last week for Argentina, you said first Rossi, second Lorenzo, who crashed, third Dovi, who well, I was going to say crashed. That's not really fair. Who was crashed into? by another mad Italian that shares his name. Um, yeah, not good. 
But likewise, I had Rossi, Dovi, and Lorenzo in a slightly different order. All we right. both lost. <laughs> so, USA, tomorrow. Prediction. Okay, let me get my pen ready. Okay. Starting from first place. Give me first. Marquez. No, why would you think that? Don't know. You just got, you just got a feeling. Unless, <laughs> like Lorenzo. In fact, he's led every single free practice session, every single qualifying, and won every race they've ever had there. Yeah, you're just mixing easy, and I don't think it's easy. So yeah, Marquez. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Dangerous, um, quick. So number two, hit me with that. What about you? Uh, First. Okay. Uh, the, the same, Marquez. I think it's a, it's a done deal. Yeah, even watching him today, it wasn't like he just did one fast lap. He he put three back to back that were uh, every single one of them would have put him in first position on the grid. I think. Okay, um, second. I can't I can't see Lorenzo on the podium for some reason, and I love Rossi, but I don't think it would be Rossi second. Okay. Uh, I want to make it dangerous and to say that Redding's got his chance. Bold, bold, nice. I I hope so. I'd love to see him there. Okay, Redding second. I mean, bear in mind he's on that fast Ducati with those big straights. Uh, that's not unlikely. Um, you know, he was doing so well in Argentina, and the only reason that he didn't finish was because his bike broke. Yeah, I don't remember like his position on the grid for Austin though. Um, I'll have a look. Um, I believe it's like f- um, fifth, I think, but I'll have a look. Um, okay, so that's your second. I'm gonna go second. I'm gonna go Lorenzo. He's got a point to prove because he fell off right in front of the Valentino Rossi stand <laughs> last week. <laughs> They're still booing. Actually, they haven't stopped for a week. <laughs> Yeah, I know. What was that booing today? Um, So right after the qualifying today, um, there was a huge amount of booing when Mark Marquez was uh, talking, giving an interview. Um, And I have no idea why. I I know people have got a little bit of a uh, hatred towards him because of all the Valentino Rossi debacle at the end of last year. Um, But the booing was pretty savage. So... Um, I've got Lorenzo second. I need your number three. Oh, I want my Rossi number three. Your little Valentine. My Valentino, yeah. Yeah, he's done well. He did well last year. He was third last year there. Uh, So During the interview today, it's actually, you were quite right. I found him very also, like, very serious, very focused and a bit, a bit tensed. Yeah, he he did look serious, didn't he? Um, I think it's because he, he he feels like he lost out to the championship last year. And I think that last year he was so relaxed and happy because he never expected to be that close. Now he's got in his mind, potentially he could win. Therefore, it's serious. It is really serious. So he's concentrating. Okay, here you go. Qualifying results. Um, oh no, Redding got knocked down to tenth. Shit, I was miles away. Change it. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to stick uh, with Reading. Okay. You're saying Reading. Yeah, but... I can't, the, ch- I can't change it. Or can I change it? So the guys who qualified in front of him. Because I think Yanone, who is fourth, um, I think he's got something to prove. But the, the, he fucked up so much, so much, that and he made a massive mistake last week mm-hmm. that he may actually write at his best. So your little Frenchman, Laurie Baz, is in 12th. That's not too bad. Remember last Represent. year, it was a bit shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got Zarko Moto too, so that's fine. Oh, actually, qualifying is over now for Moto Two. Um, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Okay, so uh, Valet, you're going for third. Um, I want to uh, agree with that, but it's uh, not the best competition. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Valet as well. So you keep the the third, the three first uh, riders. As it so you know that now first in qualifying is Marquez then Lorenzo and Rossi, and who's going to win is Marquez then Lorenzo and Rossi. You don't take lots of risk. That's true, actually. I've got exactly his qualifying. Yeah. I would change Lorenzo to be honest with you. Well, what's Vinales going to do? Don't write him off. He he uh, he picks things up quickly. It's a new hey, track. Come on, be uh... for, for most of them. You know, he, he, he's got huge potential. I think we're going to see Vinales smashing some races. Okay, change Lorenzo with Vinales. Game on, babes. What, I'm, I'm, you're changing my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> not sure that's the way it works. Okay, if, I, if I'm doing that, I'm going to change your Marquez for Stefan Bradle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, right, so you don't have a lot of uh, faith he, he was, on Vinales then. He was Moto2 champion, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the way it works. Okay, so that's our prediction. I think it should be quite a fun race. Um, I, I like it. At what time is the race tomorrow? It's quite um, late, it must be 7, 8? 8pm. 8 8 all right. Nice Sunday evening race for all of us in Europe. That's, 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 that's a good time, I think. Sit down with a dinner. Glass of wine. Let's invite an Italian to celebrate. Yeah, we, we are inviting an Italian over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be good. It should be good. It's It has some fantastic corners for overtaking. It's normally pretty exciting. Uh, it disappoints me a little bit that, the, um, that it's not so popular in America. It's such a big circuit and you see so many empty seats. You know, I'd kill to be there. We're talking going to MotoGP. What have we just booked? Yeah, we're going to um, Mugello. Boom. Italian. That's going to be fun. We're going to do our first live podcast. Yeah, I'm sure after this one, we're going to be invited to the press conference, but that's a secret. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be good. I mean, that... You know, every race you go to, um, so did we, we went to Valencia and you would have thought you were in Italy with a number of Valentino Rossi supporters. So you can only imagine what's going to be like in Mugello. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Yeah, in May, be a little bit warm as well. It should be should be nice. Um, we might see a first win for Valet, in which the crowd would go crazy. Why first one? Uh, if you look at what's coming up, 
um, the next couple of races. I think that's his first real big opportunity. I think um, so. This year, um, we've got this one, uh, the, the Circuit of the Americas, tomorrow. Then we've got Jerez, uh, which is always won by a Spanish rider. It is a competition of who's the fastest Spaniard. Um, Le Mans, uh, Rossi's pretty good there, actually. And normally yeah. the weather can be pretty shitty. Um, rain is not unusual there. Uh, but then Magello's after that. I think that, that might be his first opportunity. By which point, the season's probably already won by uh, Marquez anyway. <laughs> Don't say that. It's only like the third race. Of the <laughs> I'm counting the time too early. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, we will see. We will see. Wonderful. Okay, well, until then, good luck tomorrow. We'll see how it comes out. Uh, I'm looking at your predictions, thinking that that, that dinner I'm going to win is, is getting a little bit closer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see, uh, Rob. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's meet up at 8 p.m. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone.